I'm Maverick Peters, and this is Money with Maverick. Hi, this is Adam Berbitsky. Just recently retired from uh, BDO, uh, which is one of the largest accounting firms in the world. I started my career 1988 with Ernst & Winnie. I was there for a little over five years, moved to a small regional firm called Salts, Chambers & Goldfarb, which I was there till 19, I'm sorry, 2015 when we merged into BDO. I actually headed up the national restaurant practice for SS&G, Salt Chambers and Goldfarb and BDO, helping clients with their uh, financial growth and tax situations and, you know, became a business advisor to uh, many. Adam, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of things. Mostly because of your accounting background, I want to talk about statements, income statements, balance sheets, cash flow. A lot of these things are important. And today, you know, we live in a digital age where we don't necessarily hold these statements per se anymore. We see them on our phone, on our computer, on, by email. But I think it's important for us to understand what they are and how they work. What is the purpose of a financial statement? Well, there's many different purposes for financial statements. And when you mentioned, you know, the income statement, otherwise people refer to as a profit and loss statement. Um, when you're looking at a profit and loss statement, you're looking at the, you know, revenue expenses and the bottom line net income. That information itself doesn't necessarily paint paint the picture, right? So a lot of times looking at the uh, profit and loss um, statements, you know, you want to compare it to your prior year activity and see, you know, where is your, you know, what's flowing through to your bottom line and what's affecting that bottom line number. It could be your revenue, you know, am I, has my revenue not increased, uh, you know, from month to month, from year to year, or you're looking at, okay, my revenue is increasing, but my bottom line profit is not. And what's causing that problem. And it may be, in certain expenses. You know, a lot of times people you hear out there in the news how labor costs keeps on rising. So you may want to look at your labor costs when you're looking at a profit and loss as it compares to percentage of your revenue. And we've seen that, you know, over the last, you know, several years increase because as you, I mentioned before, you know, labor costs and trying to find good people is costly. So the profit and loss statement, you know, I think in itself can tell one story, but it really is important to what I call benchmark against the prior period or the prior year. You can also benchmark against other, you know, in your industry. Now, it, sometimes in the privately you know, owned companies, it's hard to do because you don't have that information available. Um, as I mentioned, I, you know, had a specialty in, in the restaurant industry, which I'm still doing advisory services for. And a lot of times in that industry, we pull information out there that's available, whether it's public companies or other inf information from uh, companies that will provide that, uh, you know, detail of income expenses and so forth. So you can benchmark against somebody else in your industry. So I think that's, you know, that's important and what I consider is benchmarking. This system of benchmarking, understanding really where you're standing financially, do statements come to me automatically? Do I have to create my own? Is it something provided by my employer or by my bank? Well, first of all, I think 
if you're in business, it's so important to get a good financial person in your organization. Somebody, whether you call it a bookkeeper, whether you call them a controller, whether you call them a CFO, it's somebody that's really keeping track of the information, the financial information, and, you know, is on top of that because, you know, it's very important to have, depending on what industry you are, in, it could be on a daily basis to know where your numbers are. And, and you may not want to know, you know, you're putting this information in um, something, uh, a back of the office accounting package, whether it's a, you know, a QuickBooks or something, you know, a little more powerful than QuickBooks. I think most people are familiar with QuickBooks. Um, but any type of system that's going to be able to show you this information readily, you know, you mentioned technology. I mean, technology these days, you know, forget the days of the ledger. Everyone wrote things down. Now we got, you know, great technology and there's the ability to what we call pulling information, pulling information from your, your different systems into the financial statements. So you have this, you know, wealth of information at your fingertips, whether it's on your phone or whether it's at your desktop computer. But I think it starts with having that right financial person in place that's making sure that, you know, the people in the, um, you know, in the accounting uh, section of their organization, um, you know, is bringing this information into the uh, back of the office accounting package and you're getting the whether it's accounts receivable and your sales booked regularly and your accounts payables booked regularly so you're seeing the big picture on you know you know on an immediate basis and I think that is is really important um, I think a lot of people you know try to do it on their own and and uh, whether it's a business owner says hey you know I'm going to do everything I'm going to go out there and sell I'm going to go out there and keep track of the financial information, I think that's very difficult to do. I think you want to find somebody, whether it's in-house or even outsourcing that person to be able to provide that. So Adam, you mentioned that there are some businesses or some scenarios where you'll be checking your financial statement more frequently. Mm -hmm. What's an example of a situation where I'll be checking it every day versus a couple times a week or couple so, times a month. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into that. And I, once again, I need to keep bringing back the restaurant industry. But, um, you know, and it's not necessarily all information that you need to see on a regular basis. So if I'm if I'm looking at a restaurant, um, you know, financial statement on the P&L, you know, you know, the big thing, of course, is daily sales. You want to see what your daily sales are. You know, you want to keep on a regular basis, you know, where your labor is. Uh, with that and you know as far as in and keeping track of cost of goods sold and so forth so your your big things you know you want to look at your big numbers on a regular basis you can't get into the detail on a daily basis but you know some things you're going to look more on a monthly basis you know your financials you definitely want your financials on a monthly basis but I think the important thing is and once ago again going back to having a good accounting person in place is you want to be able to what we call close the books, meaning have good prior year monthly financial statements within a couple days of that month closing. I mean, especially with technology these days, that is possible. You know, you don't want to get your your December, you know, financial statements in February of 2024, right? You want to be able to see that within, you know, a seven to 10 day at the most period of time after the month closes because, by the time if you get it in February, you can't 
you know, pivot. You can't make decisions based on that financial information. I mean, what you do with that financial information is the most important thing, right? It, in itself, it doesn't mean anything. But if you're looking at it and seeing, okay, we're on a good path where, you know, we got to keep doing what we're doing. But if you are not, what we need to make decisions on how to improve that bottom line profit. There were a couple concepts that you, that you mentioned that I just want to identify and understand what they are. Um, you mentioned P&L and cost of goods sold. What do okay. those mean? P&L is profit and loss. I apologize. And cost of goods sold is, you know, when when you sell a widget, you know, what was that cost? You're selling that widget f- for $10. What was the all-in cost of selling that widget? Now, you can, there's many ways to skin a cat, you know, just, you know, having, you know, what you paid for that widget is one thing and you can say, okay, that is the cost of that product and I'm selling it $10 and that cost of that product was $5. But that's not the whole story necessarily because there was cost of shipping to bring it into, you know, to your warehouse and there was labor costs associated with, you know, making that ready for sale and so forth. So cost of goods sold is important to know what's in that product so you really know what, I'm going to do another term, your gross margin is. Your gross margin is a lot different than your gross profit or your net income otherwise. The net income, when I refer to net income, that's the bottom line after all expenses, you know, included, you know, all your occupancy costs, you know, your rents and so forth, all your, you know, labor costs, all your utilities, everything is your bottom line's net income. Gross profit is really what's my, uh, you know, what's my sales less my cost of goods sold is, and that's basically your gross profit. And you can, like I said, you can get really more detailed in there and say, okay, what labor is related to that cost and and put that to figure out what your gross profit is. When investors look at revenue growth for a company, what are key considerations when they analyze that revenue growth? What do they look for? What, what's a red flag Well, you know, revenue growth is, I mean, I think it's fairly simple. I mean, once again, it goes back to comparing, you know, whether you want to look at it revenue growth from a month-to-month basis or year-to-year basis or even trailing three years and looking at the trajectory. Top line is important, of course. But, you know, where you're, what I'm going to go into another term that we haven't talked about is what I call flow-through. Okay, what flow through is, is, okay, I have uh, um, revenue of a million dollars this year. Next year, I have revenue of a million five. Okay, and I'm going to try to keep this on simple terms. On that million dollars, I made $100,000 net income. All right, that's 10%. Okay, now the next year, I made a million, I did sales or revenue at a million five, right? So I increased my revenue by $500,000. And I want to look in what I call flow through, what kind of net income did I make on that additional $500,000 of sales? If I go and look and say, okay, I just said I made 10% on that million dollars. And if I made, uh, you know, a million and a half, and I only made $110,000 the next year, it doesn't matter that my had the revenue growth, because I haven't, my flow through, I haven't, I've only made $10,000 on that next $500,000 of revenue. 
So I think it's important to not just look at revenue in a vacuum, that you have to look at what the flow through, what are my growth of my revenue. Have I been able to keep my labor the same? Because if I keep my labor the same on that $500,000, I'm probably going to make more of a profit, right? I'm not throwing labor at the additional revenue. So if I'm looking at a better example then is I made a million dollars, made 100000 I made a million and a half, and now I made 300000 So I'm making on that next, you know, 500000 I'm making a, a better profit, meaning on that growth, I'm making more money. And that's how you really, I think, you know, I look at it and say, yes, I'm, I'm running a successful business. I'm able to keep my costs while I keep my revenue higher, keeping my costs at a level. An income statement really pertains to a business and a company. Is there anything similar to an individual or is that just keeping a budget? Well, I think, you know, whether somebody wants to look at it in the same on their personal level, you know, you can, it's more of a cash inflow, cash outflow. It's more of looking at, you know, what is my inflows looking at my, you know, if I'm looking at my personal, I'm looking at if I'm receiving just, you know, wages and I'm receiving, you know, some interest income and things like that, that that's my inflow. That's my cash inflow. So that's sort of my, my revenue. Okay. And I'm, I'm having my personal revenue. Okay. And then I'm going to look out at what's my monthly expenses. What am I personally you know, spending on a monthly basis. If I'm living in an apartment, I'm paying some rent, okay, and I got to eat and I have groceries and going out for for meals and so forth like that. And and sort of, sort of keeping that and saying, okay, once again, at the end of the day, where is, you know, it's not net income necessarily, but where's my, you know, cash flow after I've, I've taken into consideration all those items. And when it comes to analyzing your income statement, right, your profit and loss statement, can this be done by the person running the company or should it be handed over to someone else? No, I, I think it, you know, that's where I'm saying when you want to get a good financial person involved and then the owner of the company should be reviewing these financial statements going, you know, along with a lot of times with the uh, financial person in the organization. But they should be able to have this information presented to them on depending on how often they want to see it. I mean, I think daily is a little too much. I think some people get enamored now with the technology, looking at their phone, having the ability to pull all this information. I think that's a little extreme, but I think no less than once a month be fine just doing that. And I said, you know, making sure that you know, you're focusing, sometimes you can't just focus on every item. You got to focus on the big items in your, in your business and what's, you know, really driving the profitability and what's driving, you know, the, maybe the top line, whether it's spending more money on marketing or whether, you know, it's hiring the right people. Um, so I think you can't get, you, you could spend a lot of time on every line item. And I think that's a mistake. You got to focus on things that really are driving the bottom line. Um, Adam, are there any resources, tools that you might recommend? Just working, you know, taking a look at financial statements, going, you know, publicly traded companies have financial statements they issue to just go into one of those publicly you know, held companies when they, they issue their financial statements, whether it's on a quarterly or on the annual basis that, you know, maybe take a look and start reading, you know, reading the financial statements because what's really important 
um, in those financial statements is they have a lot of narratives. You know, they have a lot of explanation of what's going on with the company. And so they'll have the profit and loss and they'll explain what's going on. So, you you know, it can be educated on, you know, you know, Apple, you know, you know, these companies maybe you're interested in pull what's called the 10K, which is the annual um, audited financial statements and, and just take a look, read it and say, and it, it's very interesting a lot of times. And I used to do that when I was doing my, you know, benchmarking with whatever industry I was working with, I'd find public companies to hear what or to read what they were doing, um, what kind of cost of goods sold percentages they were running and what they included in that cost of goods sold or labor and so forth. Um, and just get an understanding of, you know, because, you know, that's where you're going to get a lot of good information. Hey, before you go, thanks for listening to this episode of Money with Maverick. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. And remember to meet me over on YouTube to catch my video summary series. You can send me an email at moneywithmav at gmail.com. And for more fun content, visit at moneywithmav on Instagram. Catch you guys in the next one.